0: Join me in a little prayer time. People often say, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it means to other people. And that means that I can't do it. One voice in your life might say, prayer is how you let yourself let your light out and how you offer to others the invitation to be there for you. We can't do this isolated. It's not possible. That's the message that comes to me today as I'm in my neighborhood. You can hear the cicadas, you can hear the sound of mowing, the sound of children saying that they need help. Hey, give each other space right now. Peggy, can you help the cat instead and be away from your brother for a moment? It's okay to take care of each other, it's not okay to hurt someone, okay? So that's actually the prayer that I'm having for my neighborhood. When there's a person you know in your community who's hurting other people, what do you do? If you live in a circumstance where you don't know anything like that is happening around you, then open your eyes and find out where it's happening. It could be unintentional consequences. I'm really holding the prayer lately of unintentional consequences of impact of my life on other people in a way that I want to be loving, but maybe isn't. What does that mean? And yet, also, what does it mean to be a boundary, to be a witness, to have integrity, to have courage, no. and to do the hard work mommy, of listening to oneself when other no. people huh, have needs no. around you? Peggy, would you like to say something to this podcast right now? Okay. Then let Mommy finish no, my I'm moment mommy. of listening. I
1: want to, to do the show
0: now. Okay let me just conclude with this word this is the last thing i'd like to say today on this message love let your love light shine and if there's courage that you need to find to help others in your life so that you can be generous when there's a time of crisis and need (laughs) then you can laugh and say silly words to yourself you can pat yourself on the back or you can ask the people who you need to be with you so that you can do that courageous work Being in beloved community. The better choice is always going to be to find a path toward connection, love, and lifting one another up, even if isolation and being lost in the cracks feels like it's the lighter choice. So join me today, friends. Listen and look for a place in your life where you know there's an opportunity for you to do what. Brene Brown has offered to us and I have been eldered offered the message of what it's like to live big so that I can do this journey in a way that's caring for myself and being complete and not being too concerned about if it's okay that I'm letting my light shine in this podcast or out to the people that I love in my life Brene Brown says to live big is to live in The place of practicing the craft called boundaries. Integrity. And the last one, it's really hard to remember, generosity. Generosity, and that is internal and external. So how do you be generous to yourself today? And how do you be generous to those in your circles? And those who maybe are outside of your circles but need to be included in the world and are isolated from those circles of care and compassion of trust and safety much love and I hope that this finds you being well in the world and if you're not that it lifts you up a little bit okay I'm going to let you go now and care for the needs of those in my life (laughs) with generosity and some boundaries integrity (laughs) living big Hold me in the light as I walk this walk. Thank you for helping me not be isolated. Through the opportunity of connection with friends and this podcast. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Peggy, Peggy. Please, can you get off the
1: phone? I
0: can. Can you push the red button? Yes. This is the joy. If you have little kids, they love pushing the red button. It means that mommy's putting the newspaper down and I'm going to take off my slippers and go put on my work shoes. (laughs) I don't even have a newspaper nice or slippers, but that's okay. Here we go. Here's oh, the red button. I say bye-bye, podcast.
1: No. You no. said it's one not. Going to...
0: bye. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. The messages that come to me to offer in this podcast feel incredible to me as they are for the ocean of people coming before us and coming into being. They're for a friend. They're for friends. They're for my loved ones. They're for my children. They're for Jesus. They're for God. They're from Jesus. They're from God. They're from the universe. They're for the universe. They're for me. Just for me. They're for all of us and how all of that can be in one big picture. I can't quite comprehend, but I can understand it in one way or another. The message I just offered about community, beloved community, and being courageous to lift one another up in that place of love, I find in this song, A Thousand Years. I like the recording by Belle Basarte, and in her singing of A Thousand Years, it feels like she's speaking to me and my condition. That's a Quaker phrase for saying my life and my heart and my uh, being listened to into existence brings me closer to the light, closer to my best self and my best living, and I'm lifted up in that way. So that's the purpose of this podcast in a little bit is to do that practice and to offer it to others in my best way so that I can live fully into that and that's why it's an unedited meeting for worship message that comes to me when I feel the leading to push record what's coming through is not a performance it's not a practice it's not uh well it is a practice it's a it's a holy practice, but it's not been practiced. Um, When we speak in our meeting for worships that are unprogrammed, liberal friends, Quakers feel the movement of the spirit. We feel the message within, we hold it, we listen to it inside, and then we consider, is it for others? And this podcast is a format. um, It's a process for me to do that offering to y'all, whoever catches this. Thanks for listening. And when we do that offering in our meeting for worship, we don't prepare the message, it's prepared in us and we offer it. And then we let it go. We don't know what it will become. And that's the process that I'm in right now. So
1: here it is. Heart beats fast, colors and promises. How to be brave? How can I love when I'm afraid? To fall We're watching you stand alone All of my doubt Suddenly goes Goes away somehow One step closer I have died every day Waiting for you Darling don't be afraid i have loved you for a thousand years i'd love you for a thousand more time stands still beauty in all she is i will be brave i will not let anything take away what's standing in front of me Every breath, every hour has come to this one step closer. I have died every day waiting for you. Darling, don't be afraid. I have loved you for a thousand years. I'd love you for a thousand more. And all along I believed I would find you Time has brought you close to my heart I have loved you for a thousand years I'll love you for a thousand more One step closer One step closer I have died every day Waiting for you Darling, don't be afraid I have loved you for a thousand years I'll love you for a thousand more And all along I believed I would find you Time has brought your heart to me I have loved you For a thousand years I'll love you for a thousand
0: more Songwriters of that The lyrics are by David Hodge and Christina Perry The recording I love is by Belle Basarte Thanks for listening to it with me Hope it pulls you into whatever life is calling out of you and then it brings you to a place of pause and considering what you can bring into the light, what you can brighten and let out of your life, and what pieces you need to let go of. In the words of my friend and artist, Melanie Widener, offering a spark talk session for a group of friends who are called to ministry or walking the path of spiritual journeying, awakening, opening and her wanting to be present to those people on their path. Melanie asked us, what can you let go of? What do you not need in your life that is pulling you away from being in your best? And what are the things that you can say yes to on that calling? That's a paraphrase. I can't really remember the exact query she offered, but the images of her art are on the website listenforjoy.com. And enjoy today finding that um, summer sessions recording of Christina Perry or Bele Basartes song. Enjoy finding also another artist who speaks to me these days, Nese Gomez. Nessie Gomez has beautiful spiritual music. Here's the lyric of her song called All Related, which is also with me this morning. Huacan gran espiritu, agradezco pachamama Wakantaka Tukashali. Agradezco Pachamama, in el cielo con los pájaros que vuelan las oraciones. Y amor, ministerio de la luna. Amor, mi vida preciosa. Amor, dame, dame fuerza. Amor, confía medicina. I crossed over anxious spirit. I lost my knowing confused senses. Spirit voices spill their secrets, taking footsteps with our mother. All related, broken hearted, no more darkness. With this love we are all related. In love, give me strength, in this love we are all related. In love, give me strength in this. Na 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 yange na 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 yange na 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 we are all related. Kura 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 mi Kura 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 mi. Kura 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 mi. Heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me. Medicina, medicine. Y amor, misterio de la luna. My love, mystery of the moon. Amor, mi vida preciosa. Love, my precious life. Amor, dame fuerza. Love, give me, give me strength. Amor, confía medicina. Confide in me your medicine. We are all related in this love. Give me strength in this love. We are all related in love. Give me strength in this love. Dame fuerza en ese amor. Todos somos unidos en ese amor. Dame fuerza, danos fuerza. We are all related. Check out the official music video of All Related. Nessie Gomez and all of her other music. It's pretty deep, y'all. And it will bring you to the places you need to be if you're not there yet. Thanks for hearing it. Wasps are in the water of my soaking tub on the deck, and so that was the sound of me splashing a couple wasps out of the tub that were drowning. It's really obnoxious for some of us, the metaphor that gets overused of the starfish, and yet it's really meaningful to some of us, the metaphor that's life giving of the starfish. Throw a starfish back in the water, but you need to know we need to know that we are all being thrown. We're all the starfish being thrown back in constantly. We're not the ones doing the throwing. It's a bigger thing than us that holds us all. And so if you find a starfish you wanna throw back in the water, just meet the moment knowing that that's what you have to offer. It's being what's invited out of you. It's not you that's doing the offering. It's the universe calling you to offer your best. one wasp out of the water at a time. (laughs) Let me know if you have other metaphors, other messages that come to you. I'd love to listen to what's brewing inside of you, what's in the pot of your life. If you're lucky enough to have people who have your back Let them know what it means to you. I have a neighbor, Marta. We call her Abuela Marta, Grandma Marta. She and I care for each other, spiritual friends. She's in her 60s and she brings me soup. That horribly corny book collection from the 80s and 90s, I don't know when. Chicken soup for the soul. Marta is my caldo para corazones. She's my angel de mi guarda. She's my guardian angel and uh, she rang the doorbell twice today tamales and pozole in her hand but she also listened to my prayers that i'm holding for my neighbors the ones i told you are in a place of um, lacking peace and needing to be safe needing to make the paths they choose to make sure that they can be cared for and um, not opening the doors to violence literally and figuratively so that's the prayer y'all and thanks for listening to what it's like to be in that circle, that neighborhood, that beloved community. I'd love to know what your beloved communities look like. What is your neighborhood that is the place that's your heaven on earth? Because I found mine and I'm trying to live out my best in it. This episode includes a few poems that have come to me lately as I process the joy of taking your hands in this walk of this podcast. Music has been my company and perhaps part of why lately I think in poetry. Here's the poem that came to me last night describing this journey. This is a letter to you, friends through a poem unpacking. I don't think you can ever unpack this. I don't think we can ever unpack this. I don't think this is ours to unpack. I want to be able to and thus lately I love the word quote unquote thus. Thus, this is it that I compose line upon line and letter over letter over and over and I love the phrase lately over and over, and I offer it to you over and over, because I love you over and over. My people, the crystal prisms. You can't, it never gets boring. My beloved and I proclaim, and though we are tired out and finding ways to come home and put up our feet, or at least at night lay down together and get a good long lay. Hmm. We say, we like to say to each other and have for years this phrase, quote unquote, we are never bored. And it's not a word I introduce to my children. So that is why you're never going to be offered a pause of bored from me, from this life I live. I take it fully on, I claim it and it's yours too. I'd like to get you to understand beloved community and beloved ones. I offer you a challenge, the chance to be in our circle of unboredness. There is plentiful to live for here. There is more to do, more to unpack than a day can contain. This, thus, is your poem invitation. Your poem and invitation to indulge a little in my light. Like it or not, I love the most all of in this life to get to bask in yours, in your life, in your light. Your light is a beacon I needed to crave the power I need it. I crave the power of our Christ-like light, our God spell, And come over now and tell me how it is for you that you got bored once, like I'd like to know how to. And come over if you're the one who offered the syntax with the word boring to my offspring. I need your help. They need it for a lifetime to unpack that one. It's just a concept that begs a job. If you're not interested in that conversation or that path, then it's okay by us. If you're off, as the saying goes, then you can quote unquote, just go packing. The Beekeeper's Lesson. The beekeeper's lesson is the most important one. Be careful and use smoke to distract them when you come. Then offer love and compassion and be the more peaceful you can. Be so that they know can be humming with buzz with them. Be so slow and hum and buzz with them while you quote unquote borrow a little of their honey. Is this not what God does in creating in us? Like a little bee, we go collecting to and fro, but God catches us up and we get the bounty we created like a tender hand, then takes it away, and then God gets the bounty we created it together. God gets the bounty we created, and like a tender hand, then takes it and makes it the sweet offering. Sweeter than honey, God is. This is it then. We use each other for inspiration. That's the sticky part. This gets us all fuddled and in a mess. Can I have a little of your honey, honey? just isn't a phrase that is common or practical or customary. So the light in you catches my eye just so this way, and I find that I've already taken it, your honey, honey, before I had the chance to get permission. You bring light, bright light through, the honorary honeycomb, and I put a little of yours, your sweetness into the jar of my life. Would you like then to find out one day what the product of your bringing it, being my muse, my muse bees is? then this here is my testimony, my testament. This is the closest thing to holy offering, testament of devotion that I can bring to the world, to offer back my wondrous thanks for your living, for your being on the path that I found. I hope you know that means we're joined on the honeyed oneness. We're joined in the honeyed oneness. And that means that you can come, borrow a little of mine any anytime you need, So that poem I'm recording right now got interrupted because my wife was calling me to find out where I was. <laughs> I hadn't told her that I was trying to record a poem. So here's the last part of that poem. I hope you know that means we are joined in the honeyed oneness. And that means you can come borrow a little of mine anytime you need. Come on in, come on over and take of me. Take a little glimmer of my light for yourself without even asking. This is recorded from uh, downtown East Point, where I live, the beautiful Main Street, close to the airport and the train station, MARTA. Family brunch. Hope you all are getting a little bit of that lightness for yourself, the balm for the soul, the honey in the rock, when life is not always full of honey and it's a bit rocky. Blessed be. Lately, I've been living in a continuous meeting for worship, and part of that is the experience of feeling the understanding of constant love, consistent, incredible love of being loved in the light of Christ, and yet I'm a person, and so being a person... I feel that God calls us. I have a new understanding that God calls us to know how well we are loved by the universe, by God. Through the light of Christ, as a person, we can understand what it would be like to be that loved. As someone who is your brethren, your brother, your parent-like figure, your child of God, person in your life, at least that for me is my experience of Jesus Christ as a friend that isn't theological, but it is a lived conviction, it's a lived into experience when I feel close to that presence, it's what comes to me as the experience that I feel overjoyed, overloved, over. Everything cared for, my back especially, literally cared for. Love of children is another place that that can be lived into more profound than we can imagine. And I've been trying to process my children's birth. So the next few episodes will be about that journey of what it's like to totally let go, control capacity to predict to understand to contain it all that is a parental love if that's the kind of love that you're interested in understanding more about listen to the episodes if that's vulnerable for you to try to understand perhaps listen to the episodes (laughs) but prepare yourself if those kinds of love that are friendly love are something that our culture doesn't have the capacity to understand these days. It makes sense that we feel isolated. We feel that it's okay to live so independently of each other. And yet, over and over lately in my life, people say the phrase, you know, there's so many kinds of love. There's so many ways of being in the world with each other. People call out to me, the yes of how important it is that my friendship is in their lives and that I can offer what I have to offer in a vulnerable way that's a lot like partnership. Partnering love and physical love, I've learned lately, is a concept that is limited in time. People haven't necessarily had the same concepts of love of what it means to be partnered with a person... ...to be a life partner or to be married... ...to be joined in union with another body. That's not um, been understood over time consistently by people. So I don't know all the unpacking of what it is... ...but when I listen to music lately... ...it's a ministry to me of how to comprehend that love... ...partly because I find that the lyrics of so many songs are all encompassing. It's about parental love, it's about partner love, it's about friend love, it's about brethren love, it's about agape love, love of God that is praxis, faith and action. It's about courageous love and I'm all about living in courageous love these days. I believe that we cannot come through the times that we're living in if we don't have the chance, the empathetic path of courageous love that we all value we all value that even if we're isolated and especially for those who are on the brink of being uh, bullying using power control over others if we're to know how to live with those people in our midst as it will be that people are living out their pain and their Um, abusive patterns will impact us we have to know what kind of life we're choosing to live instead of that pattern habits have to be replaced with other habits is another phrase that's been offered to me lately so in that vein (laughs) I offer a little bit of thinking about or uh, feels about tattoos (laughs) this is a song that's come into my life lately And it's right in time. Literally, it's in the timing that I needed to have the song help me think about the power of love and the power of friendship and the power of parenting and the power of partnership and the power of loving someone else's body and the power of living in one's own body and the body of Christ and the body of God and the body of um, those who are containing in them the divine, the holy Um, in a powerful way, like a prophet might, like a Buddha, like a Muhammad. It's not um, out of question that the Hebrew Bible has so many love poems for um, a purpose, that it's a core place that touches us. So here's the offering I have for this podcast as an invitation to leap into what it's like to birth and to let yourself live your life with others. Not a day goes by, I don't think about you. You left your mark on me, it's permanent, a tattoo. Pierce the skin and the blood runs through. Oh my baby, the way you move is right in time with me. The way you move is right in time with me. I stand over the stove in the kitchen, watch the water boil and I listen turn off the static. Oh, baby. Oh, my baby. The way you move is right in time with me.
1: The way you move is right in time. The way you move is right in time. It's right in time with me. Not a day goes by. I don't think about you. You left your mark on me. It's permanent a tattoo pierce the skin and the blood runs through oh my baby
0: if that is the ultimate love song then it causes me to think about what tattoos i might want to get (laughs) it's an interesting journey for me to try to understand what it would be for me as a quaker to get a tattoo knowing that nothing is permanent and that if my life is to live into the light, which is the ultimate permanent thing, why would I put something permanent on my body? So I haven't quite understood what that is, but I have an imaginary set of tattoos on my body that I've been holding for the last months. If I get a tattoo, which I'm not clear I would do, I've gotten clear that I would put it on my upper arms there and on my wrists facing up where my palms are that I imagine is now there, even if no one else can witness it. The art would be modeled on work that I would love to commission by friends like Nan Bowles. You can see her website and her Friends Journal article in the links here. When I hug my upper arms and embrace my center to feel cared for and healed, I imagine putting this on the upper arm On the right, the place of me that is farthest from my heart would be a bouquet of flowers that would include mountain laurels to be a symbol of my clarity of being me, three blueberries in a cluster to represent my children, lemongrass to represent my life partner, my beloved, and the lifetime before we met when she grew up in a holler in Middle Tennessee at a greenhouse her family leased for a time as an herb nursery. So she grew herbs like lemongrass there'd be asparagus in the bunch but the blooming fluffy fronds and berries one perfect stalk to represent the sandy soil of michigan that place that is the holy land where i will go back to over and over to pilgrimage and where i hope my ashes can become one day in the long time from now hopefully god willing part of the land and all a branch for peace inspirational friends on the journey Keeping my feet on the path of justice and to protect from injury. Peace branches are important in many cultures. And in my life, they've always been an important symbol. On the upper left arm would be the words of Joni Mitchell's song. All I really, really want our love to do Is to bring out the best in me and in you All I really, really want our love to do is to bring out the best in me and in you, which in the last few months, maybe seven, I have had as the signature line on my email. Putting it there feels vulnerable and odd, but perhaps I'm trying out what it feels like to be that exposed as one is when you have a tattoo of your life symbols living on you all the time. There would be a heron, a great blue heron, flying over, modeled after a mural painting in my friend's home. It could be that the heron's nest would be made of the bay laurel branch and olive branch, a symbol of inward and physical home of peace that's ultimately most important to me, that is our people's peace, but that is very, very challenging to maintain without constant vigilance, practice, commitment to unconditional love, and a bigger picture than just us alone, greater understanding. If that nest can become, I have to practice living it all the time. It's a peace walk, it's a journey that I bring everywhere no matter where my home is on the land. And perhaps as my body is the only true home I have, that's why I could get a tattoo one day of these things to hold that my body may not be here all this time of infinite incredible universe that will expand and expand and change and contract and be limited by only the lives that we live but not limited in other ways that that's something I can offer if my body isn't permanent then a tattoo isn't permanent either is the word that was offered to me Phrase to paraphrase my friend paraphrasing Ani DeFranco long-time mentor, musician, inspirer of mine on the path to peace. So thanks for that, listening over the tattoo questions of life and ultimately the question of love and being impermanent, but it being the only thing that helps us understand how to be living in our impermanence.